Hey, Meg, this episode is sponsored by Inside Tracker. Why don't you tell the people what that means? So, Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside and offers science backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. How do you get 25% off anything? on the Inside Tracker website. So if you go to insidetracker.com slash drop in, you can save 25% off anything in their store. No code necessary? No code necessary. Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to The Drop, our weekly podcast of all things running and a little bit of nonsense. And I mean, with that, we'll get right into it. We're in the middle of grit. It is January. This is very cold. It's the winter grit. Like today, Baltimore, where we're running, it was like something 21 degrees Fahrenheit, but the feels like was nine degrees. I feel like we're finally getting into that winter grit. Cause when winter grit started, I think the first day it was like 70 degrees or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't feels like nine. That's for sure. Yeah. Of course I didn't start running grit till like yesterday. Robbie's going to come you from timed behind it with the weather. He's, yeah. He's going to come from behind. He's going to get 500 miles. He's starting <laughs> today. Yeah. I uh, decided to forego the tropical weather and start with the. Four layers and just kidding. I wore two layers. I have to say I took three days off to because my foot was feeling weird and it wasn't as hard taking three days off now as it would be in the summer or spring or even fall. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, three days off. I can handle yeah, that. That's weird. My <laughs> foot hurts too. I can sleep in when it's nine degrees outside. Yeah. Hey, have a great run, Meg. But then I gave you a foot massage and everything. Everything's fine. It's magic fingers. <laughs> Bacon of which, Meg, how's your grit coming? How was that the transition? Magic fingers. <laughs> I don't know. Just let it go. Yeah, okay. Go with it. I made it something. Roll. Grit is going well. Running's going well. Feeling good. Um, I just, I really don't like the cold. Like getting out this morning was really difficult, especially because I walk the dog first thing in the morning. And so I go out there and I know what's coming. That sounds So it's like you go out there and you're freezing and then you're like, now I got to go out there again. But that's a little different than running. Like going out there with the dog, it's like you're coming out of a warm house. You're standing around. Does it make you regret having a dog? Yeah. No, I love him so much. (laughs) I do love him. But but here's the thing is. When I. I wonder that. When you're walking him and he won't poo and you're like, you got to poo so I can go inside. You're just like, please. (laughs) How do you make that? Because Thomas wants to walk him for like 30 seconds and I go for a nice little 10 minute walk, 15 minute walk in the morning. And so I don't have any problems. I'm a utilitarian walker. We go out. You do your business. We go back inside. In the summertime, these walks were very enjoyable because I bring my coffee. Uh-huh. I'd go walk the dog. Right. We'd do a little stroll around the neighborhood. Birds are singing. But now <laughs> it's nine degrees outside. I don't even carry a coffee because it'll be cold in two seconds. Right. And you got to wear like mittens and yeah, you, you got a dog leash. And yeah. You have to pick up the poop. But you got to have a free hand. You got to kick it in your neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah. You do that. Yeah. No. Just kidding. So, yeah, it's just it's hard to get out there and run. But but you've been doing it. I. On Monday, to be honest, I got on the treadmill. I, I did treadmill yesterday, too. There's no shame in the treadmill. I yeah. think the treadmill little, is just a little as, bit of shame. <laughs> there is a little bit of shame during grit. grit. Yeah, <laughs> I felt it. I felt the shame. I don't feel any shame. I was I was on it. It's just as much work. I, can, I mean, you see all these people in Minnesota going out in negative four. Hey, wait. This is my defense. You're basically like. This tra- is my defense. Okay, go ahead. Training we're, for Florida. We're running Donna in February. <laughs> I am heat acclimating. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's actually a good defense. I'm okay. actually testing Zwift. And uh, Zwift, I need to get oh, my right. runs in there because it's actually... It's weird how that testing ends in April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, but no, it, it is great. I've been getting in my miles. I took three days off and I still... I it, My foot was hurting and it got to the point where it wasn't feeling worse when I ran. It was just still hurting. So I was just like... As long as it's not getting worse, I'm back at it. I like this line of reasoning. So I'm I'm back in the hunt. I'm probably behind Megan by quite a bit. I, I checked it today. You are. I am. <laughs> well, I haven't added. I haven't added my miles. Oh, today. you need to add that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm like at the bottom of the barrel. But that, like I said, a start yesterday. Come back, kid. I think I'm just resetting, kind of, and uh, you know, I alluded to trying to turn over a new leaf in the email this past week, which is, by the way. 
Sorry if that sounded depressing. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who read that, it, it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be like I feel very hopeful. It was just like I understand like people over the last over the last two years has been you know it was ride. an open arm. If you need a hug, you yeah. can get one here. It was like the pandemic has been like crazy, obviously, yeah. but just like trying to get past that and make this year like take back what kind of we were before that. So I I actually have been uh, oh yeah, I ran into you on the run today, Megan. Yeah. And I was like All of a sudden this stranger comes sprinting <laughs> up next to me. I ran ahead of you so you weren't freaked out. That was nice of you. Yeah. Because I would have been if you just popped up right I, behind. I like came off the street but like ran in front of her instead of like just chasing her down. Because it's behind. dark out, you know, and if and I had headphones in, so if like yeah. all of a sudden there was a dude. And Robbie's super scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I had like covered head to toe and Yeah. Because um, it's cold out. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of just trying to restart my running, which is I felt like I was under a lot of pressure last year, either to like make sure I do a marathon, make sure I do this or like I have to do this to prove whatever, you know. But I also was like not in a good mental state. So I was like forcing myself to run when I really didn't want to run. External pressure versus <laughs> intrinsic. Yeah. And so I was like, even though I was for a while consistently doing like marathon training it was like bad marathon training it was like squeezing in runs randomly like waking up the last second jumping out the door you know it was just like with kids in a family that's just rough it was just every every run pretty much sucked like not fun that's the thing is funny we were just having a conversation with someone you know, there's expectations. Like when you get married, one of the first questions people start asking, are you guys going to have kids? You know, if you're a runner, you get asked, oh, are you going to run a marathon? Is it possible that it's just not something that is a high priority thing for you? Maybe, but I don't think it was that. I think it was just, like I said, a lot of the other stuff going on. And like you sent me that Billy Yang yeah, video, which was like really good. And it described everything that I was feeling like exactly. So, and so don't just skip over that. Maybe tell people yeah. what the, I think it was called. It was called the good life, yeah. the video that, and it was really, it was good. It was only just seven minutes. It's kind of like a confessional where he's like talking to the camera and revealing like the last two years, how, you know, obviously it was hard on everyone. In the beginning it was like, everyone's it was like almost fun in a way in the beginning. And then it just like ground to a halt. And now we're the last six months, especially I feel like it's been the, in this like limbo space where, he called it languishing, which is like, it's, you're not depressed, but you're also just like not, not no, not growing. You're just in one place. And that's yeah. how I felt like the last year where it's like, I'm not being creative. I'm not learning new things. I'm not reading books. You know, it was just kind of just like each day is the same. I was like, dude, I got to get out. Like, do you feel like everybody's just like waiting for that? It's, it's almost like when you're at the end of class and you're watching yeah. the minutes go down. You're not paying attention in class. You're not enjoying the freedom that that bell's going to have once right. you get out of class. It's just waiting. It's like that's a good yeah. description. It's also how I Analogy. felt when I had like a desk job when you had arbitrary uh, hours, and you're like, for sure, you're watching the clock to see when you get home. You're not doing anything productive, right? You're just waiting. wasting time. It's just yeah. wasting time. And I feel <laughs> like it. For me, when I saw the Billy Yang thing and I listened to you talking about maybe what some of the stuff that you're going through, that's how I saw it is like, we're all just kind of waiting for that. You just want someone to say pandemic's over. Pandemic's <laughs> over or back to normal. It's not even back to normal. I don't care if it goes back to normal, if we have a new normal, what it is, it's just like, say, let the gun go off. Let's go. Let's, yeah. let's start that, the race. Yeah, yeah. It could be standing. It's You could equate it to standing in the uh, starting line. And if they kept delaying the race you're just gonna keep going <laughs> yeah Gee, i just want to get this freaking over with and yeah that's a good that's a really good way to put it but the thing is with the in other issues of your life it's kind of like things that you can control but the, the pandemic and everything it brings with it is kind of existential so it's like it feels so much beyond your control so i felt like i needed to bring it back and be like well this is what i can control and so I'm going to do these things. Yeah. And then it's just like, what else can I do? I just was like, wanted to do something simple to start out. And so I actually talked to Taylor, our trail reviewer, and a couple other friends. And we're just doing pretty s- something simple, which is waking up a half an hour early, like intentionally, and just like taking 10-minute um, blocks and doing something that 
uh, you know we want to improve so it's like writing or meditation or uh, like a strength core routine that's 10 minutes you know so it's like very manageable because I think a lot of people and myself included have made goals in the past like oh I'm gonna get up an hour early and do like <laughs> right for two hours and do a hit workout <laughs> yeah. for like a half an hour every day and it's like that always fails so I was like this sounds manageable and something that especially if I'm doing it with other people we can talk about it and I mean this is the first week I've been doing it but it's, so we'll check in next week. Yeah. And see if it's still going on. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. But it's really been, even just like a few days, It's it makes, it feels like your day is so much better. Yeah. And even if you don't stick with something like that, I think just sometimes shaking things up and yeah. doing something different gives you like a good feeling. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm, I'm, it, even if it doesn't seem like anything, it's making a move in a direct, like making a move in a direction. Like we say, waiting in the, in the um, shoot to start a race. Sometimes just moving forward doesn't matter if it's a PR or just getting out of the gate is is something. So whether regardless of whether or not we'll check in and see if that's still happening. All right, but, that's actually good to say it on here because yeah. I'll feel even more. Yeah, next week everybody's gonna hear <laughs> Robbie sticking with it. Um, I get it too. I mean, I I do I'm doing like little things to kind of like keep keep it uh keep stuff fresh but yeah it's it's i feel like you guys have way more control of your life like like you're just good at maintaining habits and routines i think and i'm very much like it's not one of my strong suits for sure it because like for us i do believe it's a routine thing like it like i saw somebody post don't make resolutions make routines and Mm -hmm. i i do agree with that it's like if I incorporate something into to my daily life, and it's why I struggle with like meditation, because I, I don't think I've set it up in the right way. While I meditate quite a bit, like last year, I think out of the 365 days, in some form, I meditated all three, 365 days, but I like to use the app to kind of measure it. Mm-hmm. And I think throughout the uh, app, it was like I had 324 days oh, or wow, something like that. But cool. it's the stuff I learned, like... I'll give you an example. I don't, I, I need to probably set aside time to figure out like every day I'm going to do it at this time. Cause what I do is I, I, I can get up and I can go for my run. I can drink my coffee. I can do it. But then I feel as soon as we start getting ready for work, and Megan can attest to this. Cause like uh, I get irritable as soon as she's like, mm-hmm. can we go to the office or whatever? I'm like, ah, baby, yeah. you know, it's like that. Cause I know as soon as I get here, it's, it's a reaction. It's like there's stuff I have to do and it's on my list. And then there's stuff that pops up. And before I know it, it's the end of the day and we're wrapping things up. And so squeezing in the meditation. But I have found ways. I guess I've been doing it long enough now. I've been doing it probably for three years. I'll find myself in a moment stopping and checking my breathing and focusing on something that, you know, feeling gravity or or whatever it is and and do a mini meditation. It's not the same thing, Mm -hmm. but, you know, just trying to incorporate it into your life. I think you have to attach it to another habit. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned. So what have I attached running to? No, running is your running is your habit that you formed and that you do and that you are confident and comfortable doing every day and you want to do it. Yes. You attach things to the running and that's how you'll keep doing them. Yeah. So like a two minute meditation before you got for your run. Or a ten minute meditation before you got for your run. Or when you get back from your run. What do you what do you do? I don't meditate at all. (laughs) But but what are your what what are your habits aside Uh, from running? I don't know if it's a habit or a compulsion, but you are always the emails and the work stuff. I'm like just not always. very good at turning off ever. Oh, was well, that good though? I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> like, there are some advice. times, Robbie, where I'm like, just, just stop. <laughs> just turn stop. off. Like, doesn't your don't you go crazy? I'm always. Here's the thing: is I'm always doing things, but I feel like it's actually she goes crazy if she's not it's, doing something. But it, no, but it's it's balanced in a way that like. Like I'm cooking dinner while maybe you're like on your phone. Like I am, I'm away from digital. Mm-hmm. Like I'm taking the dog for a walk. I'm going for a run. I'm cooking dinner. I'm doing laundry. I'm like stuff around the house. I'm cleaning. I'm doing things that I feel like balance out my digital life. So it's like, I'm always on, okay. but to me, it's like, it's a different work and it balances itself out. Yeah. Okay. But at eight o'clock at night, I'm like, come on, stop. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I will say I'm reading the book Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. and have you ever read that? No, it's. Do you know what it is? I think I mean, we yeah, own it's it. It's a pretty big book. Yeah. No, 
We don't have it. It's a we yellow book. We will be owning it soon. Oh, okay. What's it's it? the one Iliad Kipchoge okay, was just right. promoting. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's on his, like on his Instagram or something? Yeah, yeah, he did a book list. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I would say, like, that's one of the things they talk about is attaching the habits mm-hmm. to another habit. Pretty common. I thing. have yeah. attached drinking martinis <laughs> to watching TV. <laughs> to 5, to 5 yeah. p.m. every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very easy to attach bad habits to other bad habits. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how that works. Anyway, so our running's going well. Yeah. We're getting through grit. Robbie's starting it a little bit late this, this year, but he's on board. Oh, um, as per the running, I think I'm just trying to do like five miles a day just for cool. the grit. Like four to five miles a day and a long run. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that works. Anyway, so that's what we're doing for grit. Uh, you can follow us obviously on Strava. You can check our stories. If you want to share your grit stuff, go ahead and send it in tag us. We will uh, like and share. So do that. But let's move on to a shoe that we just started talking about or just did a review for. Basically a mini review. Adidas. You got to say it correctly. Megan, can you say it? Adidas. All right. Uh, what, is, what, are you, what is it? The Primex? It's the Adidas. Adidas. Adidas Adi Zero Prime X. Yeah. Mm. Nailed it. You can't see this shoe if you're listening, but if you're watching, this is a, like, what's the giant Megalodon is the giant shark? Yeah. Yeah. This is the Megalodon of running Running shoes. shoes. 50 millimeter stack in the heel of Light Strike Pro Foam. This is a shoe that I struggled to run, and I actually had to cut the run short. Yeah. That was the Christmas Day run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thomas was. It was definitely the most entertaining run that I've been on with Thomas. Yeah, so I'm with Meg and Robbie, thinking that this new super shoe is going to have me blasting out the paces. Meanwhile, I felt like I was working harder than both of you guys to one stay up, but also just to keep the pace. Like I, it was not, especially that guy who won the half marathon wearing these. Yeah, that is disqualify. that actually is crazy when you think about that. Yeah. So it's. The same foam as what? Light Strike Pro. So Which is in what other shoes? It's oh, in the Takumi Sen, the Audios Pro. So it is um, in the Pro. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it also has a plate. It, so it's no, the, it doesn't have a plate. It has the, the energy rods. Oh, there's no but plate. It, is that not a plate right there? This here in the toe thing? That, that is a plate. Yeah, maybe it's a plate. It's not carbon. It's like aluminum or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of why this wouldn't be a fast shoe. I think on the right person, it probably would be. For me, just didn't work. I I think I was spending so much time trying to stabilize over the top of the shoe. Robbie made a point that you're not sinking. It's like not like this 50 millimeter stack. It's something that you're sinking into and cups your foot. You're like sitting on top of this thing, and it's, so it's squirrely as hell. It says it does have a carbon heel plate. Okay, which is weird. Why would you need a carbon plate in your heel when there's 50 millimeters of foam? Um, what? Well, to, I guess to provide some sort of stabilization. Yeah, probably other than that, it'd be You know what? I do wonder, though, if I would have liked the shoe because, I mean, let's be honest. Like, out on the trails, you're not exactly agile. And, I'm agile. And, you should um, see some of the falls I can I'm, spin out of. I'm wondering if I would feel a little bit more stable than you out there. I'm also, I'm also closer to the ground. I actually think you would like this shoe a lot. The only thing is, like, you can see that it's got a very narrow heel. Yeah. But apparently the way they design women's shoes is narrow heel, wider toe bones. And, and I think about all of the super shoes, they have a super narrow heel. Yeah, but this one, like if there was uneven pavement, I was like going sideways. But again, I might go back to this is a you problem. It could, very likely it could be. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they spent this much time building a <laughs> shoe that nobody can run in. <laughs> but yeah, so you can check that out. We're doing a whole Adidas lineup like what's the best Adidas shoe for you kind of thing. Do you say Adidas the whole time? I try to. I Robbie, say, do you I, say Adidas? I try to. I slide in Adidas, Adidas here every once in a while. Adidas is so pretentious. We were listening to a, a podcast the other day, and it was like a professional brand. And oh, said Adidas. it was Shoe Wars, and it was yeah. Adidas I think we should Nike. just make a decision and stick to it. I got to go with Adidas. I can't stop saying Adidas you now. S- but you're like... And I sound like a real jackhole, like, I know. Yeah, you're like uh, American when they say <laughs> croissant. Yeah, but his name, the guy's name was Adidas. Yeah, that was his name. Like, it'd be like if I, if I, if your name was Robbie, and I was like, no, we're just gonna call I'm it I'm pretty sure you Rover. say my last name wrong, so it's fine. Redinger. 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 Okay. Redinger. You do, you do say it right. I got the hard G. 
Most Dinger. people say red and juror, so. I used to, And I don't sure. even correct them because it's pointless. Nobody pronounces my name correctly. Neuberger? Yeah, Neuberger, according to iPhone. <laughs> That's how I'm supposed to <laughs> yeah. say it? Well, German is no, no, no. It's oh. Neuberger. No, it's Neuberger in the United States, but if you're in Germany. Oh, okay. Perfect example. Yeah. yeah. Why are we saying Neuberger? Because I'm not I even do. sure if that was our real name or the one that we just escaped <laughs> Europe. Uh, when under, you're over Yeah, we, we lied and said that. Our name is Neuberger. <laughs> When you come into Ellis Island or whatever. Yeah, and of all the names to choose, that's such a beautiful one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. A new burger is better than an old burger. If I was going to well, eat a burger. guess what? When I you're growing up, one. you get called old burger. You got green boogers. Oh, you got yeah. the whole oh, wow. the whole thing. Yeah, it was traumatizing. Hey, Tommy Green Burgers. <laughs> yeah, green exactly. boogers. Hey, boogers. Get over here. And that didn't help that. Uh, what was the movie? What's the movie? Uh, Noogie Burger? No, oh. with a guy booger in it from the oh, uh, yeah. Animal House. Yeah, Animal House. Uh, yeah. No, it, it, it when Dumb and Dumber came out, and he's like, uh, Mrs. Newbie, Noogie Burger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Megan, did you want to touch on the women's field for the Boston? Yes, they announced the women's pro field for Stacked. Boston this year, and they're calling it the, what is it, fastest most decorated. Most decorated we gotta in up, the history. We got to come up with a name for it, like, you know, coin a term for this field. Okay, uh, but listen to some of these American names. Molly Seidel. I like her. Sarah her. Hall. No of her. Des Linden. Mm-hmm. Kellen Taylor. Oh, yeah. Stephanie Bruce. Ah. Uh, Nell Rojas. Mm-hmm. Roberta Groner. Yep. Groan. <laughs> and then there's a ton. I mean, there's a ton of other women. Do you know I what's just, crazy? The Americans are fun. Nell Rojas. Just now announced Adidas. Adidas. Oh, really? Yeah. So you better say it right. Yeah. We got a bunch. And then Sarah Vaughn. Ro- that's kind of cool. Her name rhymes with Rojas Adidas. Yeah. Rhymes. Maybe yeah. that's why she chose Maybe them. that's probably why she did. She's like, Puma Smart. doesn't work. Also, <laughs> Charlotte group. Purdue, who we interviewed on yeah. the podcast, Adidas. is coming over. She's also Adidas, yeah. but she's running Boston. And yeah, we didn't talk about it last week because it happened after our recording, but Puma signed with Sarah Vaughn. Or and Sarah Vaughn signed with Puma. Or yeah, however it <laughs> yeah. works. And Frisbee. And Annie Frisbee. Frisbee. Sweet. And if you haven't listened to the Frisbee interview, I, I really enjoyed that one. So check Proving that out. again that if you come on the drop, you're going to get sponsored. You get sponsored. sponsored pretty Basically, much. Basically, that's it, how it, it works. When we talk to someone, they get sponsored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the next day. It's weird because we talk to each other all the time and that still hasn't happened. We're better than sponsored. Yeah. We've We're got the best gig ever. <laughs> we do get up to try more shoes than yeah. the athletes. We're usually checking in with them. Oh, I haven't tried that yet. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, and we're going to yeah. be there in Boston. Right. So, super exciting. Yeah. Speaking of other events you don't want to miss, the Grit Party on January 22nd, it's going to be dope. Shoe try-ons. We're going to have shoe giveaways. With Asics. We're going to have one of the finest restaurants in Baltimore is providing food, which Dude, they better be. I emailed them back yesterday, and I think they're just... Possibly providing food. (laughs) Possibly getting food from Eki Ben. We'll be having drinks. We'll be doing a run to get your grit miles in. Robbie will be doing five. Other people will be doing other Uh, Maybe we'll do more that day. Okay, cool. It is a Saturday. That's a typical long run day. Oh, there we go. I I think throwing a, a tenner. Before, yeah, at, during the party would be cool. It's an hour and a half run, you know, whatever. Drinks, food, all this. Did and you just, say the sweatshirts? I didn't say the sweatshirts, but the sweatshirts. Custom not, printed not sweatshirts. Not sweatshirts, but a custom, well, I think it's going to be a black sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be able to grab one of those. It's free. While supplies last. But yeah, the party's free. You get to hang with us. You get to hang with our crew. There's going to be other running groups in from Baltimore. And, you know, we've said this, if you're in the, like, from New Jersey to you know, Washington, D.C., Richmond, Virginia, you should you should haul mm-hmm. up here and come for the party. And even though it's like a end of grit type party, anyone's invited. Yeah. yeah. And I also, even I even told Feathers since she has to come. So Feathers might be oh, here. Oh, wow. And so, so, yeah. You should say what it is. Did we say that? I don't know. But again, it's January 22nd, 10 a.m. at the, at the headquarters, which is 1805 Eastern Ave in Baltimore City. By the way, last minute, I didn't even tell you this yet. But I, I got... <laughs> Oh, no, no. Your results came back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're pregnant? He's 100% that bitch. I have have COVID again. Oh, jeez. No, I got an email today from uh, Kipchoge's management. Okay. And they have a press conference tomorrow. They're not saying what it is. All right. (gasps) Except the press conference is at 10 a.m. She's running Boston. Greenwich Standard Time, and that's 5 a.m. here. 
So mm. you're going to be in the office at 4.30? No, he's consciously getting up a half an hour early. <laughs> but I, my half an hour early right now is like 5.20, and I really don't want to do another half an hour early. But yeah, do, I don't know what it is. Uh, he's probably running Boston. You think? Brandon thinks it's because they're coming out with a... Alpha Fly 2? And then running team documentary. I don't think that's... <gasps> Ooh, I don't that's know fun, that's though. Why. So waking up at five that fun. (laughs) Right. But I like, I I had to do it. Right. Yeah. (sighs) No, I'll do it. I'll get up. I mean, I'll be up anyway. Yeah. Okay. And you can ask him questions if you want. Oh, I got to talk to him at five in the morning. That means I got to wake up like early, early. Yeah. All right. I mean, I might unvolunteer. You don't have to. You don't have to ask. I've interviewed him. Robbie's interviewed him. Now it's your turn. People are going to be so pissed when they hear this. They're going to be like, Meg's turning down a chance to talk to. (laughs) So are both of you. No, we've already. I have plans. (laughs) Okay. To be honest, when you started that that sentence and you were like, I got to tell you, I got an email from Kipchoge. I thought that's like you were going to be like, now we're talking, like we're emailing, like Ilya and I are. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the no, basis no. where we email each other. It was Kipchoge's management. Yeah. You had to wait for that word. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised though. I mean, you guys are clearly BFF. Yeah, we yeah. do. I mean, We've talked several times last year. Yeah, he actually, that Atomic Habits copy he sent to me and hand signed. Yeah. He ran it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just dropped by the house. Um, he's actually one of the partners on our group thing that I'm doing. This yeah, is him, Taylor. He's keeping me accountable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would yes. try to do his accent, but I can't. So do you know who these people are? Sir Dave? I, I, is that a famous person? I think he's from Enios. Oh, that's the thing. It's with Enios. So it's news from Enios. Oh. So do you think it's like a new challenge? That I can't imagine. Like, I'm not doing the sub two again. Um, I think. Sub, sub one. 159. <laughs> he could do a uh, sub something half, maybe. Nah. No. Nah, you've you've reached Mount you Everest. Do you don't guy. like add a step stool to it. What um, what could it possibly be? One fifty nine. You think it could be a one fifty nine challenge? No, like that'd be an a little, actual breaking one fifty nine. That'd be a little nuts. No, it's got to be something about uh, training. It has to either be with the the NN group. Or no, I think it's a documentary. No, but it's with Ineos who did the sub two. I think sponsored it's a do- the sub. I think it's thing. a documentary now. Ineos did that whole movie. All right. All right. Well, guess how we're going to find out, Megan. <laughs> You're Megan. getting up real early tomorrow. I mean, if you I'll want me to get up early, I'll do it. Are you going to do it? If she wakes me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a, a killer Boston crowd. We got a possible crazy thing from Iliad. I think now we should go into our uh, Forset interview. Guest of the week. Our interview this week is with Justin Forsett from Hustle Clean. He also used to play for the Baltimore Ravens, which I found out that Robbie is not a Ravens fan. Even yeah. He lives in Baltimore. I'm actually kind of wish we would have recorded it this week since the Steelers just beat oh, the Ravens. Oh, boo. And <laughs> the, the thing is, Justin was here. He played for the Ravens. It was during our good years where we didn't lose to the Steelers and not go into the, the uh, playoffs. But um, yeah, so Hustle Clean is a interesting concept that actually has a lot more uses than we thought than just wiping yourself off after you finish running. But uh, it's an interesting interview, so check it out. All right, first check-in. Hope you're doing well. Hope your fingers aren't too cold. And this, this tip is going to be totally practical. If your fingers are cold and you're running winter grit, try gloves. Gloves are the best. People don't talk about them. A lot of running companies don't even sell gloves. But gloves are your best friend in the winter for really cold running. You get those mittens on and you don't have your fingers in separate little finger holes. I don't even know what you call them. But you put them in a glove and you got toasty hands. So instead of having cold hands that first mile out, your fingers are warm and toasty the whole run. Right, our guest today is Justin Forsett, former NFL player, running back in the NFL, and co-founder of Hustle Clean, which is you're, you're going too fast past the Ravens, though. 
I mean, I, tr- I know we try to stay <laughs> sports agnostic it's here. because I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Oh, I am, I am a Steelers really? fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. from Pennsylvania. Whatever. Um, so, Sheesh. I mean, let's talk a little I bit. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your time in Baltimore <laughs> before we jump into Hustle Clean and, and the other stuff you got going on. Because, honestly, how often do we get to talk to a professional football you know, superstar. Mm, not too often. Yeah. So let's get this. And <laughs> you, how how many years did you play here for Baltimore? Three years. And it was the best three years of your life. What am I right? Most amazing three years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right there in right there in Owings Mills. You guys had a great team, and you know, I think yeah. I look at it as an organization because I grew up in California, so I grew up with the 49ers During you know, they had a nice run streak going there, and then. You looked and see yep. Baltimore had no team, and they came in. They built a team. Every year, we were somebody to contend with. If not, you know, if not making it past the uh, first round of playoffs, we're still a team that is dangerous for sure. I think it's the uh, the standard, the organization, um, the culture that they have there. Uh, it's first class. They take care of the guys, the players. There's a there's a like I said, a standard of excellency that's expected out of everyone that comes. Uh, to the team, so you either buy in or you're out, and some great leadership there from top to bottom in the organization. So, yeah, I think that's why they've been so successful over the years and competitive in every season. Talent definitely helps. The players are, are definitely great, but it's just like that consistency and culture and leadership uh, that allows them to, you know, remain at the top every year. How do you think that keeps on going with the Ravens? Because it's been there for a, basically since like Day the beginning. One. I mean, from the yeah. days of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed to and even now so how does that how does that culture remain there through head coaching changes offensive coordinator changes and stuff like that well you know you know some things have remained the same you know uh, at least been there a long time Ozzie Newsom has been there uh, a very long time and uh, all the guys that laid the the groundwork early on in the organization you kind of know what a player a, a Ravens player looks like right yeah. you kind of know what you want a lot the recipe is there so you just got to make sure that you're consistently uh, consistent with you know making sure that the right people in the organization that they, they're, they're great cultural fits that the coaches that they bring in they are mo- they're modeling and exuding the Ravens way so uh, I think that's why I just they, they got a great recipe and they just been sticking to it with you being a professional athlete and you know, taking it to the highest level of your sport. What are some of the things that you've learned, whether it's at the Ravens or just in football in general, what are some of the things that you learned that athletes at any sport could take away and use in their, in their daily training? Greatness grows best in the shadows. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that we don't get our greatest gains in life when we're at the top of the mountain. We get our greatest gains in life on our climb and our pursuit to the top. Those moments when nobody's watching, when no one is looking, those times when you're facing challenge or opposition and you have to dig deep within yourself and pull out things that you didn't even know existed in order to take you to that next level. So when no one's watching, what are you doing? What does your work ethic look like? Uh, are you committed? Are you disciplined to your craft when no one's holding you accountable but yourself? That's what I keep with me. And that I think that with any profession or with any sport, that remains true. You know, so that those those are my words of advice. Yeah, and I think about that, and I think back to when you know you start out the Seahawks, you had some shuffle between a couple teams, had some injuries, and then your moment, mm-hmm. like your moment came in 2014, kind of out of some unfortunate circumstances on the Ravens, but you were ready yeah. for that moment, and you were, all this time have been building up, kind of working, working on your craft. And you're ready for that moment. You know, I, I like to say I was prepared for the moment. Right? I think there's a difference between being ready and being prepared. Mm-hmm. I feel like being ready is just an emotional state, right? You can be ready and aware for anything in life. Doesn't mean that you're going to seize the moment. Being prepared for your moment is being, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, crossing all the T's, dotting every I to make sure when that moment comes that you seize it and you execute it at a high level. And I have been working, I've been preparing for years. Like it took me 15 years of doing the same things over and over again before I got a chance to have that breakthrough moment, before I got recognized by my peers as one of the best in my craft, like that Baltimore, uh, that Baltimore season in 2014. Mm -hmm. And that was year seven of my career at age 29. You know, it was me preparing all those years and finally getting a shot. So um, it it was just an answer to a lot of prayers and, I'm so grateful for that, for those seasons there in Baltimore. It's like the uh, saying, luck favors the prepared. So, you know, you get your yeah. opportunity, 
but you got to be ready. And like you said, not just mentally, but like actually prepared. You've kind of moved on. You're not uh, actively playing football right now, right? Thank God. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't catch you on like some field you know, running around. Uh, no, and, and no way. You've taken some of the things that, you know, obviously to make it in the pros, you had to have a ton of fortitude as far as training, you know, learning and growing with programs and just day in and day out being better than the guy next to you, hopefully. I mean, that's how you get to the top, right? No, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of, a lot of uh, competition and challenge along the way and, you know, being pushed by a lot of great people. So now you're kind of in a transition now. You, you've started a new company. It's, it's called Hustle Clean. It was called something else mm-hmm. before that. I forget the name of it. Shower Peel. Shower Peel. Okay. You're now in the business world going up against people and probably competitors. And, you know, it's a whole different playing field. Can you tell me what it's like? Going from a place where you could physically dominate to now where you have to mentally get in, in get in the game and, and really flex the mental muscles. You know, there's so many similarities between the, you know, the game of sport and game of business. One, uh, entrepreneurship is, you know, a lot of people may believe it. Entrepreneurship is not an individual sport. It's a team sport. So making sure that you have the right people around you, make sure I have the right support system around me to help me. And, you know, blind spots to help me grow because I, I was new in this space. I had to understand the category. I didn't know anything about CPG, didn't know anything right. about, you know, net gross margins, PL statements, balance sheets, all those things. I had to I had to learn all those things along the way and why they and and why they matter. Right. Because every, everything everything matters in business and um, my competitive drive to not to not be that guy, to not be the person on my team, to be the, the, the reason why, you know, we don't come home with a W that, that sticks with me. Right. You know, and I, you know, I got competitors out there in this space, whether it's personal care and the self-care brand, but you know, just like in sports, I respect all, but I fear none. So I'll put my brain up against anyone, any day of the week. And, uh, I know that I'm putting in the time and the work to make this thing successful and I'm willing to endure the hard times. You know, me being a five, eight running back playing nine years in the NFL, constantly being told what I couldn't do, um, really prepared me for this, this life because I'm now, you know, I'm still five, eight, uh, <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur that is like, Oh, there's this dumb job coming up with this, you know, crazy idea around keeping runners and athletes clean. And, uh, you know, Constantly being told no, constantly being rejected, and uh, you know, just being able to endure and take every moment of adversity to refine me and not define me uh, to become better. So I use it all as fuel, and that's where I get from. I got different being an athlete. So I guess before we get ahead, we should probably cover exactly what Hustle Clean is well, and what it does. Yeah, for I was everyone. actually I was going to say how I got connected with Justin. Okay, so uh-huh. we're, we're at the running event, and we're friends with Soul Focus. And we ran into ran into at the Brooks party, which if you don't, you probably didn't see our gram, but Robbie was wiling out and having some fun. To <laughs> I mean, it was a good early time. 2000s <laughs> emo rock. Um, and, uh, you know, we, I ended up I, I didn't get a chance to really we were busy with appointments like the whole time. So I'm having a couple drinks and uh, one of the guys from Soul Focus comes up with your partner. Wale. Wale. Comes up with Wale and he just introduces. And we've always had a good relationship with Soul Focus. We like what they do. We like working with them. They always seem to have a, a positive spin on what's going on in the endurance uh, market. So we, we talked a little bit and I was like, hey, yeah, I'd, if I could get Justin on a podcast, that'd be great. We'd love to talk to him. I went from, you know, running the football to, you know, now trying to, you know, uh, be an expert in, within the running space and running 5Ks and nothing more than that at this at the moment. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> How's your body feel after uh, after all that football getting out there and, and pounding the pavement in sneakers? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, my body is good. Man, I had one surgery my whole life. That was uh, in 2015. And, uh, you know, so I'm still active. I still work out every day for the most part. And Do you have a favorite shoe? I haven't got, you know, and, and Scott and the guys over there are JT. They're still trying to, you know, school us on, you know, shoes and things like that. But I'm still rocking the Under Armour, you know. Okay. I'm still rocking my Under Armour running shoes, you know. Uh, All right. In, in regards to Hustle Clean, I wanted to hear about how maybe, you know, as runners, we like to run wherever we are. Maybe we like to go on a lunch run. Maybe we like to go on, I don't Trails, know, man. Trails. Yeah, to drive just, to the trails. See, I think Hustle Clean's. You talk about like why, like why you would need wipes or cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, you run from your house and you run back to your house. 
maybe I'm just going to jump in the shower or something like that. I think it's more for, you know, I would find a need for it at work or hitting the trails or, or those times where you don't have access. You know, Hustle Clean, we are a mission-driven self-care brand for the ag lifestyle. And our hero product, the Hustle Clean Body Wipe, is kind of this, you know, disposable washcloth, antibacterial toilet that removes sweat, dirt, and body odor. And for that moment exactly, for that moment when the shower is optimal but not possible. So if you're out on a run like that. and optimal, you can't get back possible. to your... <laughs> you're out on a run and you can't get to a shower and you're transitioning to maybe maybe you're doing a, a local, you know, a fun run during the week and you're going right to a bar after... Uh, and hanging out with some friends yeah. and socializing would be a great product to have with you on hand to be able to wipe down and clean up. I didn't so, even think about you know, that. you like can engage. Social runs, stuff like that. Yeah, you don't want to be the one nobody wants to be social with. How did you? How did you get started with Hustle Clean? And maybe talk about some of the struggles or adversity, or you know, or good fortune in starting your own company. Yeah, uh, it started when I was playing in the NFL. Uh, when I was in the Seahawks locker room constantly around a lot of sweaty guys and individuals and I was a guy that worked out three times a, uh, a day um, during the off season just because I was undersized and you know I had to make sure that I was you know in tip-top shape and I was going to do anything and everything to make sure that I was you know going to have a long career I couldn't always practice you know good hygiene and shower after every interval of sweat it just didn't make sense right showering three or four times a day so I wanted a solution outside of spraying down axe or toweling off and putting on on a new shirt that allowed me to be clean and fresh throughout the day uh, when I couldn't get to a shower. So that's how it, how it started. I grew it with a couple teammates of mine from UC Berkeley. And uh, yes, yeah, basically as a side hustle, growing it from Amazon. And then we started, uh, let's say 2017, I retired, went on a show called Shark Tank. Uh, that propelled us into Target and then Walmart and a bunch of other stores as well. But there's so many different applications for our use cases for our product. All right, second check-in. We talked about gloves. Now I'm going to talk about socks. Some people will tuck their socks into their tights. I'm not for that. Some people wear their socks over the tights. Not for that. If you get the right length sock, it just covers your ankle and meets the bottom of your tights and fits perfect, and you're in comfort, and you don't look like you're like from the 80s doing leg warmers. So check out the proper fitting socks to have a good winter. Like you said, you've gotten into running and stuff. When you find, mm-hmm. you, we had talked a little bit before we got on the recording, that you also work with some of like district, just district run down in D.C. You said, uh, I think the other mm-hmm. one was Riot. Was it Riot down in um, Austin? Raw. Raw. Raw running in Austin. Raw running. Raw. Yeah, Raw. Yeah. Any other running groups that you guys are sponsoring? Uh, not at the moment, but we will be doing more uh, coming up in 2022. What does sponsoring um, look like for uh, what, what does sponsoring look like for a run group? Could be cash, could be cash and product, uh, can be just product. So just depends on the, the relationship that we, we want to have, what's mutually beneficial for both brands, but it could be a number of ways. I have a feeling you're going to get a call from 312 in Detroit real fast. <laughs> Man, tell them to call me. I've been trying to reach out to them. I, I got, really? I got your guy. I got your guy. I'll hook you up. Come on, man. Yeah, let me know. I, I mean, there's so many amazing crews. Like, get into this space. Like, the one thing... I love about it is that as an NFL athlete, you know, former athlete, been in a team sport, what I'm, I don't miss getting hit by 300 pound men. I miss the community. I miss the locker room, right? I miss, you know, being able to hang out with guys after practice, you know. So going down and running with these crews, doing a, you know, a, a weekly run and, you know, being able to experience like, man, the camaraderie, the relationships, the energy that they have, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. So learning about that, experiencing that has been a really great experience for me on a personal journey, not only as an entrepreneur, but uh, I really love this about this space and getting to learn a lot about a lot of people here. You know, that's something I always wondered about, like when you leave, say, like a sport like the NFL or any any team sport, you know, you, you don't have that camaraderie anymore with a group of people. Is that something that's like mm-hmm. hard to deal with at first? For sure. And there's a lot of similarities between us and the military just as far as that mm-hmm. transition phase out. But for me, you know, I definitely, as an entrepreneur, you know, we've got a great team and a lot of us work remote, but you find yourself as, you know, founder of the, of the business that there are de- definitely a lot of lonely moments. Like I'm in this office a lot of my day, right? <laughs> uh, if I'm not, if I'm not traveling anywhere. So you're not getting the guy that's, you know, trying to 
throw you in a cold tub or, you know, somebody's trying to tape up your car outside or, <laughs> you know, you know, you're not getting that, that those relationships and those, those things that you normally get with inside of a locker room. Um, so it, it's different, you know, I enjoy what I do, but you know, that community aspect is hard to, uh, it's hard to get when you're moving so fast. Yeah. Hustle clean is a black owned business. And you, yeah. you obviously have a mission. What, what are some of the missions around Hustle Clean, other than just working with runners and running crews and stuff like that? Yeah. What are some of the things that, you know, you bring in, bring into the, uh, the world here that's a little bit different? You know, our overall mission is to inspire the next wave of hustlers towards holistic greatness, right? So not only, you know, greatness as far as body-wise, but, you know, mental, spiritual, all those things that uh, rely relies on you know being great in all aspects of your life. But then we have initiatives that we run throughout our campaign throughout our company that involves impact because we are a company. We like to say we're we're not just a company with a mission, but we're a mission that just so happens to be a company. So in order to have a statement like that, or say have a, say a statement like that, you got to be out there in the community doing things. And the way we go out there and have impact is that we have a campaign called Shower to the People where our products are disposable washcloths, these little towelettes that we have. And I normally have a pack of them here. So you can see, so we have these packs right here that are individually wrapped that we can give out to communities that lack access to clean water. So we're one of the first people on the ground in Flint, Michigan in the water crisis. We've been out in Uganda with, we've been out to Uganda with John Hopkins hospital using our product as wound treatment care. Uh, We've been in Puerto Rico with, you know, United way in order to provide products for, uh, that whole uh, community when the the hurricane hit, Hurricane Maria hit mm-hmm. down there a couple of years ago. So we do a number of things out there and doing things for the homeless locally in Austin. We did a TRE. We were out there serving the homeless community there uh, for the Foundation Homeless uh, Organization down in Austin. So we're, we're all about serving and giving back. And then we have an initiative called Free Play where we uh, give scholarships to youth athletes that have been priced out of sports. Our founders are former athletes and sports were, had a tremendous impact on our lives, wouldn't be here without sports. We try to give scholarships to those to those kids that were like us growing up who came from humble beginnings, underserved communities where they can, you know, where we can level the playing field and allow them to have sports and play sports for free and not have money as a, as a barrier. And what makes the, the product different than like say a baby wipe or a, you know, baby wipe. Yeah. Like what, what makes it different? <laughs> baby wipe or, or, or for just for dudes. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we're, we're a unisex product. You know, we believe like a hustler has no gender. Uh, so all of our products are, you know, not only work well for a man, but also for women um, and children. Uh, our product is large. Uh, it is a nine by eight built like a washcloth. So it's thick, oh, okay. dirty, uh, sturdy and durable. Um, and it's not, it doesn't have any alcohol in it. Like a baby white. Uh, it, uh, it's infused with aloe vera, vitamin E, witch hazel. Uh, so it's not only going to cleanse your skin, but it's going to build your dermis back up as well. So, so those are some of the things that our product does that actually kills germs that, you know, a baby white or let's say a dude white won't do. So yeah, let's hear a little bit more like about running and, you know, your aspirations on what you you're hoping to do in not just the market for uh, hustle clean, but just for yourself and and some of your goals in running. I would love to do a speed project one of these days. Right, we'll get I, I would our love to. in our office. We'll do it. I would love to do that in one of the majors. Um, I, I would love to participate. That'll be a challenge for me. Again, I'm starting at a 5K right now. We're we're pretty pretty good right now with that at the you know three miles. Yeah, but you don't have to do it in um, pads. You don't have to. You don't have to wear pads. <laughs> you know. I, also, I want to. I, I want to leave a mark. Like you know, in every locker room. And every organization that I was a part of, uh, I wanted to have authentic impact, like where I was able to change lives and impact lives in a real meaningful way. And I want to do that in the running community. I want to be able to serve those that may have those people that may not have been, you know, that are overlooked or undervalued within the space, um, you know, there's a big push to have diversity within the running space uh, right now. And there are a lot of amazing, you know, black and brown crews all over the country that need support and need help and it's need, you know, information, um, and access, uh, to a lot of things that are out there to everyone. So 
we want to make sure that we're kind of leading the way in that regard and, and, and serving those uh, those people in need. Are, are you familiar with some of the crews from Baltimore, uh, like uh, Riot, and obviously they're affiliated with Under Armour. You've got um, Black Running Organization. Yeah, Black Running Organization. Tribe Called Run. Tribe Called Run. The, yeah, the, those are some of the, uh, I would say, more diverse uh, running crews here in Baltimore. Uh, are, are you familiar with any of those? Or have you? I haven't reached out. I know them just like just because I got a list of all of them. <laughs> trying to reach out to as much as I can um, to those to those people. So I, I, I want to get connected. I want to build a relationship with them. Heard of them, um, and they're doing some great things out yeah, of you. Can come, you can come out here for a week, and we can get you in a run with everybody. But <laughs> yeah, you have a good time. Do you feel like that's something that's been? Uh, changing in the last five or 10 years is seeing run groups and running in general as more diverse? I think so. Um, you know, for me, I didn't, I didn't even know run crews existed, you know, until I got into the space. Right. And then it was, I didn't see a lot of people that look like me within the running space and run, run crew space, at least where I was at. And uh, it hasn't been up until you know last couple of years where I'm like, oh, okay, there's some really good crews out there, crews out there that do some amazing things that are diverse. And uh, you know, black and brown people, we run. You know, we here out there. It's not like we're not running. Right. Uh, it's just like you know, a lot of us, you know, don't know that you know these run crews are a thing. Uh, they don't know anything about a TRE uh, event. <laughs> they don't know, you know, maybe don't have access to a Strava. Uh, things like that. I don't even know that it exists, but I truly believe that exposure leads to expansion. So it's just our job to really expose them to as much as we can and empowering them to, to be their great, their best selves. And uh, I, I want to be a part of that, you know, in some way, in some form. I mean, whether, whether you're black, white or brown, you know, whatever running comes off as a very inexpensive sport. Cause you're like, all you need is a pair of running shoes, but let's be honest. You got to have the free time. Yeah. You got to have yeah, now yeah. I mean, you don't have to have it, but you want a, a nice watch to track your miles. You want to have like a Strava yeah. to track your miles. Next it quickly you know, becomes a <laughs> winter running. You need the tights, you need the gloves, you need the, the gear, you know, so it, it can quickly add up. And I think that, you know, it, it, everybody's, you'll get the off the cuff. Well, running doesn't cost much. It, it, there's no barrier to entry. I mean, there's a barrier to entry once like race fees, like, why are you going to try yeah. to run Boston if you're going to have to, you know, first pay for your first marathon and do do that stuff? So that I think there are more barriers to running that we're seeing kind of fall away with run groups, at least making it important, working around people's schedules and, and doing stuff. You can find a run here in Baltimore now pretty much any time that works for your schedule. There's somebody running when when you you're going to have your, you know, what, what, whatever your job is. I, I agree. I think um, we don't we don't think about those little things like all oh, running are just you know free. You know, even thinking about like me as a as a black man, it's just some neighborhoods I don't feel comfortable running in. You know, late at night, like you know, you, ne- you just never you just never know. Like you know, there's yeah. some things and some variables in the, <laughs> that are out there. Maybe just going back to your football career a little bit. What was uh, something that you took, you know, from your career in football and kind of use that as part of your, I don't know, catalyst or important life lessons for uh, hustle clean? I would say one would be uh, boxes are for things, not people, right? A lot of times, at least in my career as an athlete, like people try to place me in this box. Like, oh, he's only a third down running back. Oh, he's only a special teamers or he's only, uh, you know, uh, a football player. He can't do anything else, right? So, I always try to break boxes, Lord. That any, anybody to try to place me in, and like I try to be more than any my label uh, or even my profession, right? I think that's what allowed me to last as long as I did in sports. Like I just I always found ways to reinvent myself along the way in the journey and adapt. You know, same thing in business. Like you know, I try to make sure that I'm growing and learning um, along the way, and realize that you know the best thing I could do is understand that, like, I never have it. Pete Carroll used to say three worst words you could ever say is, I got it. You never have it, right? You mm-hmm. you just got to continue to kind of push yourself and learn and grow, and that's what I do as a businessman. If you could pick anybody that you could, uh, you know, <coughs> have on your team that's not on your team right now, uh, 
from from your sports path, who who would you want on on the team? Barry Sanders was my guy. So Barry Sanders was, uh, I mean, was my first post I ever had. Um, Are you from? I looked up to. Are you from Detroit? I'm not. I'm not. I just, I love, I mean, who doesn't love Barry Sanders? Yeah. But at the, at the time, you know, being a running back, uh, being a short running back at that, watching him dazzle, um, you know, on the football field every Sunday on a terrible team. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's still a shame that never ring. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. But yeah, that would that would be that's that, that's that's my guy. It's a little late for that one, but you know, uh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, it just is really cool to see you coming in to the space, bringing something positive, bringing something for the people. And uh, I mean, Robbie, you have any other questions? Do you? I do. All right, let's hear it. What's it like coming out during a playoff game into like <laughs> just into the stadium and the like it, what's the feeling during that moment? Man, um I still get chills just thinking about it, you know, <laughs> in particular just because of you Robbie like my favorite place to play was uh Heinz Field like as a Raven. Oh, like I bet. walking in there knowing that this game is probably going to be, you know, extremely violent. Um, it is going to be a long, grueling game, and just like the most physical, most mental dominant team is going to win. And running through there and just hearing all those boos, hearing the, watching those towels, and you know every like generations of hate, like people from you know, <laughs> grandparents, great grandparents, all the way down to the kids, like you know five year old kids, they're just you know rooting against you, and it's that underdog vibe going into that stadium, and they're playing whatever that song is. That, renegade, I can't remember the name. <laughs> renegade, the Renegade song uh, in there. I mean, man, that 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 will that will make me want to suit back up. <laughs> what um, what is know, it between Sunday. the Steelers and the Ravens? How did like I, I know we used to be the Browns a long long time ago. But mm -hmm. it, why did that rivalry, why did it become so meaty? Like, it's like, to this day, we could lose the whole season, but if we beat the Steelers twice, people are like, okay, pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. We're built, we're built the same. We were built off the same principles, right? You just, like, hard-nosed, gritty. Like, we're going to run the ball down your throat. You know, we're going to be, you know, extremely physical. And it's that mindset and be relentless. Like that's the kind of team it was is just kind of made up of. You see a lot of the you know the Troy Palomalos to our Ed Reed. You see, you know the James Harrison for our Terrell Suggs. You know, mm -hmm. so you see like those those like combination of those players. Like man, you could probably see those guys like they could play for either team, right? Because of that mentality, that characteristics, those traits that they had. So I think that's why the hate is so strong and the rivalry is so strong is because you know we're 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 more alike than not. Well, and in 2014, you came in, you came out on top in the playoff, in the playoffs. There, yeah, we did, we did, we did definitely do that. That was a great, great experience. I mean, yeah, that had to feel pretty good. I think the other thing too is that like every Steelers Ravens game comes down to like the last minute. Like it, no matter what their record is during the season this year, when, man, every Ravens game comes whenever, down. To the last yeah, minute. that's true. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, are, are you still a fan of the team? Do you still watch the? Watch the Ravens. I support them every Sunday, man. I'm still, you nice. know, I was purple and black. Do you do you ever come up here for any games still? Uh, not as of late, but mm -hmm. uh, early on I did. I was going back because I was doing sideline reporting for the Ravens uh, okay. when I retired the first two years. So I was going back doing some work with WBAL. What are you, uh, how are you feeling about the Ravens these days, like as far as the organization, everything they're doing? I love it, man. I mean, great, you know, quarterback leading the way. Organization is still strong. Coaching, Carball still. Uh, doing his thing there, you know, as a label, you know, you know, just riddled with injury right now. Yeah, it's, it's not that good. Uh, which yeah. is unf then, unfortunate. And then, and then COVID and <laughs> everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's COVID. Yeah, everything. There's just a lot going on. But I, I'm proud of just like, you know, you're not going to see a team, uh, a Ravens team, go out there and not fight, like, you know, for four quarters. So, so we got to be proud of that. Final check in. You're doing great. You got gloves, you got socks, who knows what else you need. Obviously, a base layer is always good. Robbie, today during the podcast, was wearing yak. So even yak wool works out for, for runs. So any kind of wool, any kind of nice base layer to keep you warm, you can adjust your jacket to it, have a good run. So hopefully you're enjoying your winter running and do it in comfort and style. Originally, you brought Hustle Clean, or it might have been another name at the time, to Shark Tank. 
And I'm always interested, like, what that experience is like. Yeah, man, it was a great experience. I mean, not great the way that we we didn't get a deal on the show, but it was amazing just to be out there pitching your business in front of the Sharks and the show that, you know, I watch get, you know, 7 million viewers, you know, essentially for free, you know, right? Yeah. And that propelled us into some of these other outlets that we had. So it was a, it was a little, you know, nerve-wracking being out there, <laughs> you know, with the cameras in your face and uh, every step of the way. You know, and I've been in front of the cameras most of my life, um, but it was just a little bit different, more like reality TV than sports. But it was really cool. So yeah, you can you can tackle anybody to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's, do you that's like, upon. like on that show? Do you know what's gonna happen beforehand, or do you, or do they actually like do you find out on the spot? I always wonder like what what the real deal is know? on those shows. No, it's all like you find out on the spot. That's like wild. you're in there talking, you know, you know. Maybe hour, even up to three hours. Oh wow! And they just condense it down, cut it down for wow, three really? hours. Okay, oh, that's a long day. We we we. My wife, when we watch it, she always whether they get a deal or not, she googles the company to see how they're doing. <laughs> like while we're watching, uh, yeah, yeah, that's natural. Yeah. yeah. So, but it that happens all the time. You get a little Shark Tank bump. Yeah, oh, I was really? gonna say. So, did that did that help overall? You know, no matter what happened, like help your sales and everything like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Even to this day, when they play the rerun, we, we see, oh, wow. um, there's a huge bump, you know, in the business. So when we see it on the day, it's like, Oh, we must've, they must've re-aired. That's cool. Shark Tank what, what's the strangest request you guys have gotten? Strangest request. Like something that they would use your anything. towels for that you didn't think about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say strange is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, you know, there was, there is a, uh, it was a guy, one of our customers out in uh, Tennessee uh, that is wheelchair bound and he plays in a wheelchair basketball league. Mm. And when they travel, there's only like, like two handicap rooms or so. It's like only a limited amount of handicap rooms when they have travel as a team. So only a few people can use them. So they use our product uh, when they're out on the road traveling Whoa. because that's the only way that they can you know, get clean, okay. and I, you know, I had never thought about that. That's a crazy. Thing. All these problems you don't yeah. think about when you're not living that life. I never even considered that to think about how many, like, if you had a whole handicap team of players to accommodate that in like a hotel or something. Yeah, man, that's a cool, like, cool way to help out. I guess in that situation. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, being clean is is dignity. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah, bring somebody spirits out. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Is there anything else like that that you you know you went along your path in the business, and then you see a door open that might be like a slight pivot that you've taken that direction that maybe you hadn't thought of in the first place? Well, you know, run, the running industry was that you know we okay. thought like you know essentially it was going to be you know teams you know sports people that you know really training for you know trying to get to you know high elite level of sport and. You know, it was the social runner. It was that Ragnar community that was like, yeah, you're, you're our brand now. And, you know, they, they, you know, stuck a claim to us. And that that was pretty cool to see as well. Do you sponsor any Ragnar races or is it just kind of Ragnar runners started using your stuff? Stay Tune 2022, you know. <laughs> okay, a little, little teaser there. We got to bring the bands back, not just the tent. Yeah. Yeah. Friends don't let friends stink and drive, so we're going to take care of it. Don't stink and drive. Robbie was in a band, so I'm yeah, sure they could have I'm wishing it. we would have had this back in the day, because I'm like, we just resorted to going into hotel bathrooms and just like washing off as best as we could. <laughs> He's just basically a hobo. <laughs> yeah. it's like, but I was thinking, like this would have been perfect, because instead we are just using paper towels and like hands. And paper towels are disgusting. not good for your dermis. Am no. I right? It's not, not not good for the largest organ on your body. Yeah. At all. Man. Yeah. See? <laughs> it have been so useful back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Justin, man. This has been a lot of fun. We are going to follow your journey and hopefully uh, see Hustle Clean in the uh, bags of many runners just for our own pleasure that we don't smell them. All right. Thanks a lot for joining right. us today, Justin. Yeah. Do we no, need thank it? you. So we just wrapped up with uh, Justin Forsett. Fun stuff. Learned a lot. And it's always good to have, I know you don't love it, but a raven on the show. So that was awesome. Um, I guess we got to thank people this week, Meg. Thanks to all of the listeners. Um, 
If you guys would do us a huge favor and go and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. Yeah, do we want to give away uh, one of our um, Last Drop listener shirts this week since we're here at the Last Drop? Yeah. DM us on Instagram and we'll pick one. There you uh-huh, go. There you go. Okay. So DM just- us on Instagram. We'll pick a Last Drop listener. You guys have the secret code now because nobody listened to the last <laughs> except for you. So that'll be great. Uh, I want to thank both Robbie and Megan for being co-hosts of this show with me because I really enjoy this stuff. And it's fun. Like we don't always get to catch up and talk and see what's going on in each other's heads. So sometimes it's saved right here for this table. True. Yeah. We're here for it. Right back at you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And of course, there's a mom somewhere. Hi, mom. Mm -hmm. Robin, thanks for always being our last drop listener. If you want to share, just just call us. We'll, <laughs> yeah. She got one. She got. Oh, really? she, yeah. If you need another one, I don't know. You want to wash your car? Send you another one. But yeah. Anybody else you guys want to thank? Um. Yep. All right. Awesome. Good. Have a good week. Bye.